0: Welcome Direct Impact Nation. This is your host Andrea Upteen. Happy to be with you today. We've got a great topic as always and we're talking about building resilience. You know what is resiliency? (laughs) And um, it's actually funny because my producer sitting right here he just said what is it? (laughs) And and my answer was pretty short sweet and it was you know it's your ability to bounce back. (laughs) And And that's true. It's true. So let's talk about resiliency and the importance of it, because here's the reality of life is (laughs) resiliency becomes very important. The ability to bounce back becomes very important because we are hit constantly with things. Okay. Um, And those who have less resiliency, are hit, it, at least what it feels like, you know, and feelings aren't facts, but it feels like they're being hit 24-7 because there is no bounce back. And they can feel like they're just getting hit harder and harder and harder and more often and more often and more often. And they can start to feel like a target. And they can fall into just really feeling like a victim. Okay. And, and so I, I just feel like it is, it's a very important topic. Um, so You know, that honestly, it's short and sweet. And please Google it if you do not like my definition. (laughs) But our ability to bounce back from little t traumas and big t traumas and all the complex trauma and the disappointments and the grief and the loss and the betrayal and the frustration and the perceived failures, and um, all of those things. Um, You know, it's life, you know, we're we're, we are living on planet Earth. And as long as we're here, we're going to be very susceptible to these things. And so resiliency, again, becomes very important. And so, you know, I I have people ask me quite often, and I think it's a great question is, why do you believe some people are more resilient than others. And it's a really, really loaded question that I'm not going to, you know, have a complete answer to. Um, But you know me, and you know how I am on this podcast, and I just want to keep it simple, (laughs) and relatable, and easy to remember. But, you know, it's kind of like I mentioned, you know, if you were a child and you were um, in a, a toxic family system, a dysfunctional family system, if you had less than nurturing caregivers or you experienced abuse or neglect or trauma, or, uh, you know, tragedy was happening, or you had um, illness in the family, or, you know, there was a lot of moving and transition at all times, and there wasn't a real sense of safety, or security, or consistency, or acceptance, or love, um, then, yeah, it's going to be really hard to build resiliency, because you're not able to recoup from one injury, before you're injured again. And so I hope that that makes sense. And if you you know, just to create this word picture of someone being knocked down, and before they can really get back up on their feet, they're pushed down again. And so you never really feel like you're on firm ground in order to, you know, hold up your hand or stop somebody or to fight back or to you know what I'm saying. So it's constant. And so I just feel like because of yes, genetics can play their role um some people are genetically hardwired towards um, mental illness and things of that nature I also do believe in generational trauma as well so I believe that there's you know you know resiliency can also be you know embodied and something that comes from generational trauma um but childhood trauma is one of the things that I feel like is um most often the culprit. So the negative messages that are received and that lack of safety and security on a regular basis, and that getting consistently knocked down before you can get back up. I feel like it just makes sets up an environment where it's really hard to build resiliency. And it. You know, can lead to a lot of dysfunction um, as far as anxiety and depression and post-traumatic stress and somatic symptoms and all the things that that can bring with it. But so I feel like, you know, those individuals are definitely at a disadvantage and there is a lot of work that will have to be done down the road. Um to really recover their authentic self and to feel safe in, in their body and to be you know, safe in an environment and to choose healthy relationships and things of that nature because of the lack of resiliency. So, again, just I, I think that, you know, that's one of the ways that it develops for sure. So yes, there's a genetic component. Yes, there's um, a generational component. Yes, there's childhood and trauma um, component and traumas throughout life. Um, But, you know, so the other people who have the opportunity to stand back up and to fully recover and to really regain their composure and to take a deep breath and to think about, hmm, I wonder why that other person felt like it was okay to push me down and they get to think about how they want to react differently next time that person comes up you know they have an opportunity to really recover before the next injury the next wound the next trauma. And in addition to that, you can imagine them standing back up and then their parents coming and being like, Oh, my gosh, I saw that happen. Are you okay, babe? You know, what can we do to support you? You know, do you do you need me to to help and make sure there's boundaries set so that the next time this person comes to push you down, we can handle it differently. So yeah, (laughs) Um, I think that that is one of the ways that I like to answer that question of why do some people build resilience and other people don't. Listen up. Is anybody out there interested in working smarter, not harder? TimeUler provides effortless time tracking to help you achieve your goals and lead a more productive work-life balance. This platform helps you to quantify distractions, increase your focus, and transform how you spend your very, very valuable time and energy. See where every minute of your working day is spent. For me, time audits hold me accountable to my priorities, protecting my margin, and it holds me accountable to my annual goals. How and where I dedicate my time and energy is super important. As a wife, mother of two children and several pets, founder and CEO of a nonprofit, clinical director of Resolve Strategies and a podcaster, I wear many hats and I use Timeular to keep me on track. Just go to timeular.com backslash ref backslash direct impact. All right, scroll down. At the end of this episode, through our show notes, and click on timemuller.com backslash R-E-F backslash direct impact. And that's the word picture that I just like to use um, when I try to explain it. Um, you know, some, some of us are just hardwired for success. Um, and resilience, and some of us are hardwired for, you know, the opposite. And, And not just hardwired, some of us are, you know, birthed into environments that, you know, can create safety, security and resiliency, and some of us are not. But here's the thing, like, none of that was within our control. It wasn't our decision. And, you know, now, in adulthood, it's time to Take care of that because it is our responsibility to get better. It wasn't our our fault, but it, now it's our responsibility to move forward um, and build resiliency all our own. Okay, so um, I think one of the questions uh, that often comes up too is like, so how do I do that? And it's it's tough. It's tough because um, it, sometimes it means and requires really going back and reprocessing some of the things. That happened. Some of the things that we don't necessarily want to revisit, um, some of those old wounds, so that we you can, in reprocessing it, really start to heal. And now, you know, after you've reprocessed it, it's kind of like emotionally and and in your body, you're standing firm, you're standing tall. That old memory, that old pattern, can start to heal. So yeah, I think you got to go back and do the work. Um, But resiliency can be built at any point in your life. And so one of the requirements for resiliency is sobriety. (laughs) Um, It's really hard to build resiliency um, when you're not um, sober. Um, And I I get it. (laughs) Absolutely that, you know, as part of a way to cope with all of those injuries and all of those wounds and all of those traumas that it was easy to engage and mood alter and mind numb with drugs and alcohol. But if you really want to start building resiliency, um, mental, emotional, physical resiliency, it's important to be clean and sober. And, um, yeah, so that's that's part of the beginnings of a process. And then, you know, really diving in and doing some of the trauma work around attachment wounding and traumas and things of that nature. The other thing is giving yourself grace and, and getting to a place where you feel safe sitting in feeling and sitting in emotion. And you can do that for periods of time without... Um, getting up and getting busy and avoiding and um, you know, because that's a, a form of mood alteration too, you know, um not being able to sit still. And we want to be mindful of it and just be like, nope, I just need to sit in this. I need to sit in this because that's how I build resiliency is accepting my feelings, accepting my emotions, um, setting healthy boundaries. Um, choosing healthy relationships, expressing myself, um, ensuring that I'm able to meet my own needs and elicit help from others and get my needs met by safe people. All of that is part of the journey and part of that process. Um, so, you know, yeah, it's important. Go back, um, do the work, build your resiliency. Um, it's, it's tough, because it really is like lifting weights. <laughs> you know, you really are building that muscle. And, you know, just like we're talking about psychological, emotional um, resiliency, it's the same thing in the weight room, right? So when people are really paying attention to their physique, and they're paying attention to their body and their muscles and they're, you know, building muscle memory and they're you know, working on their cardio and all of those things, guess what, when they get pushed down, they bounce back up faster, too. I mean, my goodness, a a football player could fall down an elevator shaft and just walk out of it. I'm telling you, because they've done the work, right. So I mean, that's an analogy for the type of work and the importance of consistently doing the work in the mental and emotional realm as well. Because we deserve to bounce back and to thrive in this world and in our relationships. So, yeah, I think that's important. But what it's not is something that we need to discuss, too. So what is resiliency not? <laughs> when um, people show up and they're like, oh, you know, I just brushed myself off and I pulled myself up by my bootstraps and I just get back at it, you know, um, You know, (laughs) that's not necessarily honest, one, and it's not necessarily healthy, and it absolutely in no way builds resiliency, and it isn't resiliency. It's probably a defense mechanism or something that you learned in your family system was the only way to respond. (laughs) Heads Up Guidance Services, or HUGS, is a nonprofit organization dedicated to removing all barriers to quality professional counseling services. At HUGS, all motivated individuals, couples, and families can access the support they need and deserve in an outpatient setting. They recruit dedicated, compassionate, and socially conscious professionals who volunteer their time and specialized skill pro bono. Hugs doesn't work with third-party payers, insurance companies, or government dollars. Rather, they operate entirely with the support of people just like you. To help support Hugs, visit www.HeadsUpSavannah.org. Two hurts and wounds and trauma was to just bounce back. Um, So I think when I hear somebody say that, they're really coming from a negative and unhealthy internal dialogue that says that's their only option, um, and that it's not safe just to sit in the emotion and accept what's really going on. So defense mechanisms, um, which we've talked about on the show many times, will often show up to mask themselves as resiliency. So just a few of those that come to mind is denial, um, which is not something people do very consciously. It's more of an unconscious response to something that the brain is not ready to process or accept the intense emotion. So that's what's going on there. Um and some other defense mechanisms that come to mind would be like over intellectualization, where you immediately go to um, your, a cognitive space where it's all about um, what you know, not how you feel. Um, another one is just minimizing, just being like, oh, you know, it's not that big of a deal when you can really just like see their affect change and you know that it just really wounded them very deeply but they just kind of like blow it off like oh you know it wasn't that big of a deal um yeah it was you know let's just be still let's just acknowledge let's just honor that pain and that hurt and figure out where to go from there um because you see how like if if somebody just shows up in that minimization if that um you know minimization shows up to protect them and shield them. And so they can try to pretend like they're resilient. They're really not able to make sure that next time's different. And that's what resiliency is about, is to truly process something so that next time looks different. There's a healthier approach um, and a healthier outcome. Um, Another one would be like blame and and things of that nature. But, you know, those defense mechanisms oftentimes will show up to resemble (laughs) uh, resiliency. And uh, I don't think anybody's really fooled by it. Um, I think our Gut <laughs> usually says, you know, that person's really just putting on. Um, they're not recovering that quick. They're not bouncing back. They are really just in a state of avoidance, and so they're avoiding the important emotions that must be tapped into in order to reprocess an event and grow from it and make sure things aren't repeated. Because people who don't have resiliency, they're kind of doomed to repeat these patterns of behavior over and over and over and they you know will participate in like re-traumatization and you know it's not a conscious decision but it's what's happening and it's because there really is no opportunity being taken for resiliency and you know changing patterns and paths and um And building new neuropathways is really the answer. So building resiliency, part of that is really building new neuropathways um, that allow for someone to experience the full range of all of their healthy emotions and um, and make wise-minded decisions out of that. So it's hard. It's hard to build new neuropathways because old patterns are just easier. They're like downhill, (laughs) Um, downhill easy, and new neuropathways are uphill and hard. Um, It definitely takes more muscle (laughs) and um, wherewithal and bandwidth. And it's hard, but it's so worth it because that's how we build resiliency is to really do that work to... You know, reboot our brain, get sober, <laughs> reboot the brain, address the trauma, and then build new neuropathways pathways towards resiliency. And yes, there are many, many practices that you can implement that will help with that process. And um, and talk therapy is one of them. EMDR is one of them. Um, lots of different therapeutic techniques, um, breath work, uh, yoga. Um, meditation, contemplation, a prayer practice, um, community, (laughs) just healthy dialogue with other people who, you know, can go, you know, deep in a healthy way. Um, There's journaling, oh my goodness, journaling. Um, There's lots of different ways to build resiliency, but at the end of the day, it is sitting in what has happened And being present enough to do that and not, you know, escaping very quickly to the other things or letting your defense mechanisms come in to rescue you. And, um, you know, because that leads to old patterns of behavior and those downhill neural networks. (laughs) So I think it's a good time to wrap up with the call to action around building a healthy resiliency practice, you know, because at the end of the day, it's all about a practice, it's about a routine, it's about incorporating this into your lifestyle. Because you remember, at the beginning of this podcast, in this episode, I said, you know, things are going to keep happening. (laughs) You know, this is planet Earth, people, bad things are going to keep creeping in. And so we have to combat that by having a healthy and pretty consistent resiliency building routine. Right. So important. So important. So my call to action to you guys is to, at a minimum, journal about emotions this week. You know, carve out three to five minutes to sit in an embodied feeling and experience it. And be aware, you can be aware of your desire to go to the kitchen and open the refrigerator and eat something instead, or for your mind, you know, drifting to what you want to turn on on Netflix, or, you know, the clothes that are in the dryer, or what you needed to do for the next day. (laughs) Like, yeah, that's going to come up at first. Um, And this isn't the same thing as meditation. It's just sitting in the emotion. Okay, just what emotion is embodied. Sit in that body. Notice, just do a scan. You know, do you feel some tension in your shoulders? If there's some tension in your shoulders, what emotion do you believe might be attached to that? Maybe it's overwhelm. Okay. So just sit in that feeling of toxic stress and overwhelm and get familiar with it. Get comfortable with it so that next time you experience it, maybe you can recognize it, build a healthier relationship and eventually respond differently. But those things are just flexing (laughs) and doing the repetitions of building emotional resiliency. Because if you don't know how to sit in an emotion, you're going to keep avoiding the emotion. And if you keep avoiding the emotion, you will never be able to effectively bounce back. And if you can't bounce back, it's really hard to not repeat old patterns of behavior. So I'm trying to break it down for you that way. So these small practices um, will really just to help you build that muscle. So please, that is the call to action for this week. Just sit in it, <laughs> just recognize it, just name it. And remember, if you name it, you can tame it. All right, guys, have a great week. Bye-bye. Hey, listen up. You don't want to miss out on this. Wise Mind Enterprises and Lightning in a Bottle digital courses are offering direct impact listeners deep discounts of up to 25% on their 2022 course offerings. Say what? 25%? That's right, Edward. Just visit www.lightninginabottle.biz backslash courses to pre-order and save big. These courses are carefully curated with you in mind. Hey, Madison, did you know Lightning in a Bottle works with credentialed licensed professional psychotherapists to create life-giving content that is sure to make an impact? I did, and I'm super excited about their new courses. Me too. New 2022 digital courses include The Antidote to Reactive Living, Healing Body Betrayal, Escaping the Perfectionism Paradox, Essential Truths to Support Your Recovery, just to name a few, and with more life-enhancing courses coming down the pipeline. And if 25% savings still leaves you on the fence, well, how about this? The first 20 people to pre-order will receive 50% off a second course of their choosing. And I don't know about you, but I need at least two of those courses. So visit www.lightninginabottle.biz backslash courses today and enter the promo code IMPACT to receive massive savings on valuable courses. Oh, side note lightning in a bottle offers more than just courses they offer a recovery and life enhancement community and they're always interested in hearing from you if one of these courses didn't resonate with you well let them know what you're looking for on your journey because your voice is valued and vital all righty my friends pre-order or engage with lightning in a bottle at www.lightninginabottle.biz invest in you today and don't forget your promo code impact